Hello, my friends. Can you hear me? Can you hear me, everyone? Put your cameras on. Welcome. Pretty pumped. Sitting here in a uh, in the hotel that ended up scoring the last spot <laughs> after our booking didn't go through in Byron. We ended up rocking up at our we're in Byron Bay at the moment. We rocked up at our um, accommodation that we had sorted for like months and um when we turned up the the people were like oh this is an adult only retreat so kids with us obviously we couldn't couldn't do it so um so yeah so we uh went oh shit and then uh jumped on and being an easter weekend like there was no accommodation available anywhere and um just luckily something popped up just as i was looking and called the hotel and they said, oh, it's the last thing on hold, just randomly someone cancelled. So, um, yeah, super lucky and we got in here. So, pretty stoked. But I want to welcome you guys aboard. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Uh, pretty light on at the moment, but that is absolutely okay. We will get started. Everyone will join us when they join us. And uh, this is going to be a big session. We're going to be covering a lot. So, um, just to run through a couple of things. It's all about conversions today. So, we're going to be talking about... Um, how to convert from a phone call to a job and if you're not getting phone call to job conversions more often than not then we've got to work on that we don't want to be falling into it yeah we'll come out and quote or uh, yeah I'll give you a quote and that's it end of discussion we want to be making sure we go all the way through to conversion to the job um, the next thing is if you get a message or an email what do you do about that um, how do you get that into a job best and quickest way um, the, the other thing is to follow up. So when you have done a submitted a quote, how do we maximize the chances of you following up the quote and turning it into a job on the phone? So for all of these things, including, you know, getting a meeting with someone with a high value client, all of those follow the same principles. So if we can apply the same principles every single time, then you'll maximize the chances of you converting it into the desired result. So obviously we want to make sure we understand what the desired result for us as an electrician is and obviously if uh straight to a job is not practical and it's not part of your sales funnel then it's not going to be the next step of the funnel so understanding what your sales funnel is and, and exactly what you need to be doing um along each step is very important because all you have to do is get them to that next step and if you get them to that next step that's great um, so we'll talk, we'll talk more about that and we'll dive into it. Um, we're going to be talking about a bunch of principles today. The principles we're going to be talking about, uh, is providing you and new solutions, you and you. So you're the only option. That's what I mean by that. Uh, empathy to sale. So we're going to be talking about how to, to use this, uh, principle, uh, power positioning. So in a phone call conversation, person to person, there's a power play happening. So how do we, make sure that we're in the power seat we're controlling the conversation uh tone matching is part of that so making sure that you can control the conversation that's all in tone matching um if someone's excited you don't want to come in all uh melodramatic so you want to be making sure that you're matching their excitement if they're worried you want to be worried with them so we'll talk about that as well uh conversions uh to completion ratio so you're going to have people that are falling off so say if you've converted a job and the, the next day they call you up and they think about it and then they don't do the job. So we're going to be talking about how to maximize you getting the customer staying on until you actually convert it. 
and then the yes man strategy, which is all about getting them to say yes, getting them into a yes position. All right, <clears throat> got 10 on board at the moment. Welcome, Joel, Chris, Alan, Lee. Lee's made it. Well done, Lee. Hey, Kirk and <laughs> Mitch, how you doing, man? Uh, Ricky, Ben, Nick, and Andrew is here with us now. So welcome aboard, guys. <clears throat> so what I'm going to do, I'm going to jump in. So I'm going to be chatting to Joel. I've been just checking out the first three people that are here. We have, when you're here first, you get the chance to have a chat about your number one challenge at the moment. So Joel, Chris, and Lee, you guys are up. I saw you were the first three here. If you don't want to, make sure you let me know. But yeah, let's have a chat. So Joel, <clears throat> how's it going, man? You're to unmute your mic. Can you hear me, good? Yeah, I can hear you, man. How's it going, man? All good? Yeah, pretty good. It's good, uh, it's good for the hotel last minute. Oh, so lucky, man. <laughs> I shat myself when I was practicing all I've learned about stoic attitude, like being able to stay calm in a high-pressure situation. Because my wife's like just about to go into a massage and um, we found out that it was an adult-only retreat. And, um, you know, I had the two kids as well. So it's just, here, you take the kids and I had to just remain calm and figure out what I'm going to have to do. And I uh, hope the universe had my back, which it did. So. <laughs> it's all good. Uh, biggest How challenge at the moment. Oh, good, good. Business is good. Uh, Business is good. I wouldn't say I'm overly worked, but I've got a steady flow of work, which is yeah. which is always good. Um, probably the biggest challenge at the moment is uh, losing, um, not converting enough leads into jobs due to price. Uh, yeah. I find that you know, using the shopping list pricing system, I'm probably higher than a lot of other guys out there. Yeah. Uh, and that's, yeah, I guess at the moment, that's my, my biggest drama, biggest problem at the moment. Sure. Okay. A couple of questions, man. Um, where are you getting most of your leads from at the moment? Uh, Google AdWords. Okay, cool. Um, and are you, are you finding that you're spending time like doing a quote and then they take the quote away and then they'll come back and say you didn't get it? Um, yeah, probably. Sort of looking, what's the situation looking like there? If you can paint a picture for me. Uh, like if people call up and go, oh, I want downlights or I want bands, um, I'm pretty confident to give them a price straight away. Um, and then I'll push the, oh, you know, I've got a, you know, a spot tomorrow, I've got a spot on Friday. Um, does that work with you? And then oh, they're like, oh, look, I just, I'm calling a couple other sparkies or let me think about it or let me talk to the husband. And, yep. Um, you know, I'll follow them up the next day or two days later and they go, oh, God, I've decided to go with someone else or, yeah, uh, you get yeah. a lot of people that you just I'll call back and they don't answer, and then you call yeah. back and they don't answer. It's like, well, yeah, obviously, hence, hence, the hence, the, hence the importance of converting on the phone. Yeah, so a lot of stuff we're going to be covering today, man. I'm going to be covering that for you, so I'm looking forward to it. If, if you at any time have any questions relating to your exact situation today, since you're one of the first, jump in at any question. Yeah, no drums, probably. Cool. All right, man, I'm gonna to jump to the next person. Hey, Chris, how's it going, man? Got to mute your, unmute your mic. I should have done it first. How are you, how are you going? Yeah, good, man, how are you? That's better, yeah, good, good. How's things? Yeah, not bad, not bad. Um, probably our biggest moment is the phone not really ringing because we've, um, 
decided to draw a line in the sand on what we're what we're accepting and what's not. Yeah. So we've we've kind of cut our bottom customers out at the moment. But while the phone hasn't been ringing much lately, we've never had more profit. So I'm trying to stay calm <laughs> <laughs> and not panic. But because um, we're getting a lot more project now instead of small yeah. stuff. So yeah. Yeah, it's it's funny. It's something I've had to deal with a lot, um, you know, in business as well. Just trusting that you've made the right decision, and yeah. having that time where normally, if you were taking all that bottom dweller sort of work, you're you're busy. Like you are so busy yeah. with work that's yep. not profitable, and it it chews yep. up a lot of time. So you can't put that time and attention that's required to make a proper conversion for the stuff that actually will make you a lot of money. Um, so yeah, stick in there, man. That's, that's something that's challenging, but make sure with that time that you do have, you're being proactive on getting more of that quality work that you're looking for. <clears throat> yeah. That's what we're really, really making sure that we're doing and not wasting the time. We, we're talking, yeah. we had a meeting this morning actually about, um, doesn't matter if we're quiet as long as we're using the time smart yeah so making yeah. sure we're proactive in that quiet time uh don't sit yeah. and wait and hope so yeah no at the moment we've got a, another two big projects ready to start so they're coming it's just a, there's a, they're a couple of weeks off that's all yeah yeah there's nothing really you can do with those projects hey you can't really see. no that's right <laughs> cool all right, good to hear from you, man. And like I said, just jump in anytime if you've got any questions relating to this stuff today. Hopefully, it helped you. Cool. Uh, going to jump over to the last person. Uh, where are they going? Is Lee still there? Are you there, Lee? Yeah, I'm here, mate. You there? <clears throat> yeah. How you doing? Can you go to camera? <laughs> uh, well, I'm driving at the moment, so I'll have to pull yeah. over and have a quick look. Hold on. No worries. We'll have, a, so, we'll have a chat. Good that you can so, make it, though, man. Welcome. Yeah, I know, mate. It's only taken me a year. <laughs> Every time, it's like, I just missed it. I just missed it. Oh, I got in last time, and everybody was packing. I could see uh, everybody in the office packing up. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> over that, I had the kids arguing in the background, so it probably wasn't a good a good moment to chat, you know, just trying to keep the kids calm and everything, yeah. you know? yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Good one. So, what's, so, you, what's, what's going on, man? Well, I think, um, you know, over the year, last year, since last financial year, um, I, you know, I joined the ESA oh, a long time ago and um, didn't really do anything to sell on the fence. And then, then last, last um, financial year, I sort of had the epiphany that I've got to do it or just pack it in. So, um, you know, did the old reverse engineer P&L, which is probably just the best thing I ever did. And over a period of years, just listening to you guys, never really managed to get on the forum, but um, over the year, just um, things have... Hello? Sorry, just jumping Mate, sorry, mate. It's all good. You're back. Yeah, things no, are. I'm, I'm trying to, I'm, can you believe it? I'm trying to call me. 
Yeah, no, so across the board, everything's getting busier and busier. So cool. uh, my biggest issue is uh, time. Um, time quote, time to, you know, paperwork. I've got a VA now, which I'm just trying to bring up to speed and kind of working out what they can do well and what they can't do well. Yep. Um, and this, that, that's held up, you know, very thing for me to do anything that's substantial anyway yeah. you know if it's say any like commercial type project now i'm trying to gravitate towards um it's what i like to do but you know i have a real issue with time mainly because i'm on you know uh school dad pick up you know about eight o'clock in the evening and it's a huge chunk of time yeah. yeah, especially when you want to get into the office at eight o'clock in the evening, it's kind of like uh, pretty fried at that time. Yeah, yeah. I bet I bet ninety percent of people. But anyway, it's all good. To, to your time challenge, man, including myself. <laughs> so with the with the time thing, yeah, all I can recommend there is go back to uh, January session on getting fucking organised. If you haven't already seen that one. And then last session when I talked about the latest Asana yeah. and set up, the, light, the latest Asana set up, like if you can get organized like yeah. that, people that are in my coaching program are just blitzing it. They're getting through so much more, including myself with that method because of how clear and easy it is to organize and making sure that you, you can organize and batch your time out. So, but I hear you. Yeah, we're getting there. It's getting better. Yeah, it's, it's getting better. You know, it's uh, I can't. Every, you know, across the board, the whole business is getting better, and yep. you know, implementing everything that we've, that's been happening on the um, ESA. So um, all good there. You know, it's yeah, just yeah. Uh, go on top of the time thing and be every day. Yeah, good yeah. stuff, mate. Glad you're getting the results, dude. All right, so I'm going to jump into it now. Cheers. And let's get stuck in. All right, so we've got heaps to cover, guys. We've got 45 minutes. Let's smash it. Now, starting off, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about have you ever in these certain circumstances. So first of all, I want to get straight into a phone call coming in and you're going to be talking to the client. And we want to make sure that for us in response, what we want is we want to get from that phone call, we want to convert it to a job, not a quote, not an inquiry, none of that. We want to make sure that we're in a position that they trust us from the very start and that we can make a recommendation that and that we're the only person that they want to use. So what a lot of the stuff, I'm going to use this as our base uh, example and we're going to jump into a lot of the principles I talked about before in the intro and then I'm going to go across each one and you'll see that there's a common trend. But first of all, I want to talk about sales funnel. So. Understanding your sales funnel is crucial. <clears throat> People think sales funnels are only for like uh, e-commerce businesses and all sorts of shit where you've got, you know, get their email and then follow them up with three emails and do this and do that. We've got sales funnels too as electricians. We've just got to understand what they are. And every business has a separate, different style of sales funnel as well. But what we want to do is make sure we're making leaps and bounds towards the, the result we want. So for us at Response, we want to go straight from a, phone call inquiry, not to a quote, not to an inquiry left at that, but a job. And if we haven't done that, we're asking ourselves, why didn't that turn into a job? 
So <clears throat> at that point, what we want to be doing is setting up um, questions around and testing and measuring what we're saying on the phone, not just trying the same shit every day. Because if you're doing the same stuff every day and you're not getting a job out of it more often than not, there's something not quite working there. A lot of people go, oh, I'm not really converting the quotes, I'm not really doing this. The, the thing is, the thing that's going to move you forward fast is if you're constantly adapting. Oh, that didn't quite work. Why didn't that convert to a job? But the only the only way you're going to get to that is to know that your ideal end result for that was to make it a job. But if your ideal, say if you are an industrial like Chris, and you do need to go out and get a quote first, then maybe the setup is to get out there and meet the person, and that's the next step. But just depending on the type of uh, phone call it is, you need to have a sales funnel. So if something, if we were to draw it out quickly with my hands, a sales funnel might look like a phone call inquiry, and then it might split. Is it residential and is it industrial? Residential, commercial jobs, we want to go straight to job. If it's an industrial job, it needs to go to quote, then up to job. So that's sort of what a funnel would look like with the end result being a job and you're getting paid and money gets in your bank. So for us at Response, though, we want that phone call to convert to a job. And the way you do that is through these principles I'm about to talk about. All right. So um, first of all, <clears throat> what we want to do is really bond with our customer from the very start and not, not just go on and be super friendly because I like to talk about relationships here. Like if you're hanging out with a girl and the girl's, you know, super friendly and then you're getting along with them you're like oh you know this is really great and then you start to like each other but if you don't make the conversion early enough then they're gonna just like you as a friend and you're never gonna date them that's exactly the same with customers because <clears throat> you want to make sure that you're getting into a position where you know you can pounce and you know you can make this conversion and then you switch gears and you have to switch gears at the right time if you're getting too friendly and you're leaving a lot of options open for them. For one, you can confuse the customer. And uh, I love Chris has just dropped a beer into the shop. Um, one is uh, <laughs> one is that you've got um, you're going to confuse the customer with too many options. And two, you're going to uh, be too friendly, and they're going to feel like it's okay to let you off the hook. And they're going to go off, and they're going to choose someone else that's more direct. So the only way you're going to be direct is by knowing your sales funnel. So coming back to that sales funnel thing, we want to make sure that we do every week, every possible thing we can to get to that job status as fast as we can. Because the longer you're on the phone call, the, the more chance that it is that they're going to fall off and they're going to give you that bullshit like, oh, I'm just going to get some other quotes, just going to check with my husband, all those sort of things, right? So first of all, we want to start the conversation with showing your authority and doing it in a way that we're, we're listening straight away for tonality, so tone of the customer. So if someone's calling you up and they're excited about something they've got, so we've got some new lights, I'm really excited to put them in, you know, all this sort of stuff, this is where you want to tone match. So instantly you want to move into that exciting realm with them if you've got someone that's called up and they're worried about their safety because uh, they've lost power or someone got a, a shock on the tap or something like that, you want to drop into the 
worried voice, okay, and tone. And this is going to get, build a, a rapport with the customer immediately. So, oh, this person gets me. They're on the same level as me, this sort of stuff. We need this happening right away. So from the very start, you want to make sure that we're tone matching. So listen straight in for the tone that they're bringing to the call and try and match that tone. So like I said, if someone's excited, you want to go, oh man, that's really cool. Tell me a bit about your lights. What sort of lights have you got? All right, so which leads me to the next thing, um, which is ask lots of questions and the power positioning. So with the worried person, they'll call them and say, I'm really worried my person's got uh, electric shock from the taps. You drop into, oh my God, I'm, are you okay? Is everyone in your family okay? So want to jump into that worried tone in your voice. But whatever the tone is, you want to match it and then you can start to control the situation as you move and build rapport with the customer. So the next thing is building, there's two stages to your sale call any call that comes in, any inquiry, anything like that, there's two stages. The first one is building a relationship and rapport through empathy. And the way that you build rapport through empathy is by asking a lot of questions. And by asking a lot of questions, you're going to, every question you ask, you get more into a more of a position of power. And in that power position, then you can make a recommendation and they feel like you you fully understand their situation and you understand them and what they need. So the way you can do that is by asking questions. If you think about someone that comes in, say, let's use two examples. The first example is that uh, someone calls you up and they go, oh, look, we're looking at getting some lights put in. And the first salesman goes, yeah, well, what you should do is get LEDs and you should get, uh, some wall mounted uh, lights for those wall mounted lights that you said without asking any questions, built no relationship, have no understanding about the person, have no understanding about the situation. That person's going to go, you don't fucking know me. What do you know? You haven't asked me any questions. I've got no relationship with you. I've got no rapport with you. So jumping in and providing recommendations without building rapport is, is going to be dirty salesman sounding. Uh, and you will get a kickback and it will, won't feel comfortable for the customer. Anytime a customer fails from a phone call, that's because there was no rapport. They didn't like something about the conversation. So every time someone bails, you've got to go, what was it? What was that thing that I did that got that person to leave without me resulting in a job? All right. So the next thing is ask lots of questions, like I said. So the questions can be about anything, but the questions have to be, uh, you know, question after question after question, because the more questions you ask, the less power the person has. So we've got two types of customers here. We've got a customer who understands nothing about electrical stuff, and they're generally a bit easier to convert because they don't understand anything and they've got no one to ask. So that sort of person, when you, they call up and you recommend something, they're going to be a little bit easier to convert, but they're likely to be the people that go, I just want to ask a friend, or I just want to get a second quote or a second opinion. Those are those sort of people because they're not quite sure about what you've said and they don't quite have the rapport that they need from you uh, because of multiple things that we're going to talk about today. The second person is that person that calls up and goes, 
you know, I want to get four GPOs installed and they use all electrical terminology and they think they know everything. So the next thing we want to do with those people is we want to depower them by asking them questions that they won't be able to answer easily. So first of all, one of the questions might be, yeah, no, like you call up and say they, they want GPO. You can hear the arrogance in their voice. So what we want to do is we want to de-arm them. We want to make them feel like they, they don't understand. And in, once they're in that position, then we can make recommendations. Some questions that you might want to ask are, do you know if it's, yeah, no problem, we can help with those GPOs and everything you said just then. Do you know if it's three-phase power and, and what size mains do you have? And they'll be like, oh, I don't know. Uh, do, do you have junction boxes installed in every junction in the roof? Like just questions they're just not going to be able to answer probably. So just throw some questions at them because they're going to be like, oh, yeah, not too sure about that. Or well, that's something that we definitely need We need to know about that sort of stuff, just for loading and all that sort of stuff. Use technic, technical terminology with people. But you see how I'm doing it. I'm not doing it by overpowering them, by telling them they don't know what they're talking about, but by asking questions that they can't answer. So it doesn't matter if it's a person that doesn't understand or it's a person that fully understands. Questions will put you in a position of power. And this is what the whole first thing starts with. Now, um, you need to come up with your questions. Your questions are going to be different to everyone else's questions at the start. Um, but some of the questions that you might want to ask to spark up some conversation and build rapport is, oh, so why are you getting that installed? Oh, we're having, you know, we're having a baby. We want to get the, the room prepped. So now you can talk a little bit about the baby. You can get excited for them. You can congratulate them. Every question leads to an opportunity for you to go to that next level in terms of rapport with a customer. <clears throat> okay. So um, once we understand that, then we can move on to switching gears into the sales. Like you, you're in a position where you understand the job and you understand them and why they're getting the stuff done. So at that point you move from whether it was excited with the customer whether it was worried with the customer and you move into a position of authority and the authority enables you to be able to uh, take the conversation and make recommendations so phase number one is building a rapport through being empathetic asking questions Phase number two is you take control of the situation, you make recommendations, and you provide uh, yes and yes solutions. And I'll explain what that means. So once you've asked a bunch of questions about the job and you feel like you, you know that time, I know you all do, when you've had that conversation with your customer and it gets to that point where you're like, they're all questioned out. I fully understand that it's, the type of house they live in, understand why they're getting it, understand what I need to do. All of the questions have painted a very good picture for you. Then you move into the thing saying, thank you so much. So we're thanking them for answering the questions, honestly. Thank you so much for sharing all that information. I feel like I have a really good understanding of the job and why you want to get it done. And this, this really helps me because I want to provide you with the best possible solution for what you need and the questions that you just answered have put me in that position. So that's the sort of thing, that's the transition. Now we're shifting to the point where you can make a recommendation.
So I'll go, shit, yeah, this person's listened to me. They understand me. And what do you have to say? This is where we move into the yes and yes solution. Uh, yes and yes. So they might be looking for a quote at this stage um, or a bunch of options. So you can either drop it off here and say, I'm just going to take what you've said. And depending on the size of the job, obviously, I'm going to take what you said. I'm going to work out a quote and I'm going to give you a call back in a little bit. And we're going to provide you with a uh, the best possible solution for your needs. Now, this, this shows them that you're going to take the time to really look into the best solutions for them. The more that you can make them feel like you are going above and beyond here for them, the more likely they are going to just go with you. So if you put in less effort at this point, then they will pick up on that and they'll go, this guy's not even trying or he sounds busy and I don't want to put him in un any more undue pressure. So that's why people will fall off at this stage <clears throat> or you'll go off and do the quote and they'll say, yeah, no worries. You go and do that. Uh, you call them back and they've already decided they're not going to go with you for whatever reason. So we just want to make sure that at this point we are have good rapport with the customer and you thank them for sharing everything that you have and that you fully understand what they need. Another person won't um, probably go into so much detail with them and they won't give them that much time and attention and won't have a rapport like that. So that's where they're going to be like, this is the guy for me, right? So once you go away and you hang up the phone, uh, before you do that, you work out a time that they want to get the job done before you hang up. And you guys would have heard me say this in other sessions, but <clears throat> work out a time and say, when were you looking at getting this done? They'll say, you know, I was hoping to get it done next Thursday or whatever. You use that, you store it in your memory bank, hang up the phone, say, I'll call you back five minutes and make sure you call them back. Don't get busy and not call them back call them back tomorrow or whatever. Call them back when you say you're going to call them back. That's all part of building that rapport and trust. The next step, you're uh, going to call them back with the quote and you list out your shopping list pricing system and you say, I've had a cancellation on that day. You already know that that's the day they want to get it done. And you can see how we've come to that understanding of them is because of the amount of questions we've asked. So, I'm just going to shut this blind one sec. That wasn't the one. That wasn't the one either. Maybe it's just a little bit shut. So, um, so you've built this rapport and this understanding of this customer through questioning, a lot of questions. So at this point, they feel like you fully understand them. You feel like you fully understand them and their situation and what they want. So you're in a position of power right now. So when you call back, you're in a position of power as well. Just to let you know, anytime you call someone else, you catch them on the back foot. You're already in a position of power. If they've called you, they're sitting in the power seat from the get-go because you're receiving. So you've, you've got to get back on top. And another reason why we hang up and call back is so that when you call back, that's you're in the position of power now you've got them to call back and get this converted. The 
once the the person calls back and they're in a position of uh, power, we've got the price for them. We know when they want to get this job done. We can say, it's so lucky we've got this position available on this day. Normally, that's you know, we're booked out in weeks ahead, but on Thursday next week, we just had a cancellation yesterday, uh, and there's a spot there if you want to take it. Um, sorry, I stuffed up. Not if you want to take it. That's what so many people say. So it's not about giving them the option to say no here. And this is something I want to ask you to ask yourself every time that you get off the phone to someone that doesn't convert, I want you to ask yourself, was that a yes, no opportunity for the customer? So this is what I was talking about with yes and yes solution. It's either they're going to go with you on two terms and it's you and you. So if, first of all, if the time uh, is fixed, so Thursday is the only day, we want to give them two solutions of jobs. So we can do that job um, that we talked about with that, or I've worked out a second solution, this job here. And so you give them two, two job types that they can do on that one day. But if they said Thursday or Friday, then we want to ask the question, we've got spots on Thursday or Friday, would you like it on Thursday or Friday? Or what time would you like it on Thursday or Friday? So you can see there that there's no opportunity to say, no, I'm going to get a second quote or no, I'm going to get out of it. It's actually going to be quite awkward for them to say, uh, actually, no, I'm going to go have a look for someone else. I'm going to get a second quote. So we want to get them into a position where it is awkward. And so, and that you are the only person that they're going to use. So throughout that whole conversation, right from the very start, you want to make sure that in your tone, in your attitude, in everything, that this person's called you up to do a job. That's your funnel. So if they're not going to go with you, that's a weird, it has to be a weird, what do you mean you're not going to go with me? Like, it has to be weird. And the reason it has to be weird is I want you to get off the phone and feel like you've something's gone wrong with that phone call for them to not book in a job with you. And through that coming off the phone going they didn't book a job what did it what could have i done better how can i change it next time that's when you're going to start converting more if you get off the phone and just try the same thing every time every single phone call you're not going to get better at this so make sure it's weird when they don't book in a job or they don't go to that next stage in your funnel so remember to have that yes and yes solution for them so does that make sense to everyone i just want to make sure we get head nods around the place yes and yes everyone thumbs up yep cool so um have a thing about it have a thing about the last five phone calls that you had and ask yourself when they dropped out did i give them the option to say no say um i can book that in on thursday if you want no no I'm not going to do that. So the other thing is if they're even 80% sure and they're still 20% unsure, they may possibly still go to actually just give me some time. I need to ask a friend. 
So that's why we don't want to give them the option to say no at any point. So it's a yes and yes solution. It's either, um, so what time would you like to book that on Thursday? We've got this spot available on Thursday. What time would you like to book that? So that's the question. Um, another example is if you're on site and you're doing the RCD workflow, um, we're talking about this with Kirk and Mitch the other day, the option, Mitch was saying that he gives the option to go, hey, I can do this right now. I've got the pass in my band. I can do it right now or I can do it first thing tomorrow morning. Which one would you like? See how that was either a yes for today or a yes for tomorrow morning. There's no, um, I can do it today if you want. And a pause. That pause leads to an uncertainty and the uncertainty leads to a no. And then once they've got a no, if you're an expensive company, then it's probably going to lead to a, a second quote comes in under you and you don't get the job. So make sure you're reading the conversation, you're in a position of power throughout the phone call. And when you're giving any question, you don't leave it open with a pause for too long, because if you hear it at pause, it's going to lead to uncertainty. And uncertainty will lead to them wanting to ask someone else for a second opinion. So just read it as something that you're gonna, it's a skill that you're gonna have to develop uh, and the skill is going to take time, but you're gonna have to work on um, reading the tone and seeing, like getting off the phone and going, yeah, I paused there. It got a bit awkward. And then they said, oh, I'm just gonna ask my partner about that and I'll get back to you. So that pause led to that like uncertainty. So if you feel that the you've asked a question and it's been too long before they've responded, jump in with a second question or jump in with a, another option. So that's part of the skill. Like you, you get really good at it. You ask a question and you want an answer, but they don't answer it straight away. Then you give two options or three options. Um, so for the time, we'll come back to the time and go, we've got uh, what time would you like it on Thursday? They'll, then there's a slight awkward pause. We've got a 8 a.m., 11 a.m. and a 1 a.m. available. Which one would you like? Or which one's best for you? See what I did there? So you don't let it pause for too long. Make sure you, you'll get better at that and you can do it for every situation. So that's, that's that. So we're covering all the principles on job phone call to conversion. Um, the other thing you want to try and do, guys, We've talked about <clears throat> providing a yes and yes solution, um, empathy for the sale, but every phone call needs to start with you tone matching. So getting excited if they're excited, being worried if they're worried, um, and then asking a lot of questions around that, using that tone. If you're worried, oh my God, can you tell me a little bit more about that? Is the tingling coming from you, you know all taps in the house or just the bathroom? Or uh, and then have you checked your switchboard? Have you called Western Power? Like, uh, sorry, whatever your regulator is. And then all of the, the questions. The questions are putting you into more and more position of power. This person knows what they're talking about. They're asking a lot of questions. It's like a teacher in front of a class. They ask a lot of questions. You think they're the authority because they, they would, you would assume would know the answers. The thing is, you don't need to know the answers to the questions. They'll provide them. You'll slowly go into position of power. Um, once you've done that, 
uh, we, we, and we feel we're at that point where you shift gears, we change gears, we make a recommendation, you thank them, and you say, I'm going to take that information away and provide a solution just for you. Um, and you talk about that, and then you grab the time and you move on. Uh, and then um, the one thing we haven't talked about yet, there are two things. The yes man strategy, the yes man strategy is just starting a, phone, a conversation with uh, some some questions around that are, are going to get them to say yes. Uh, so first of all, are you there? They'll say, yeah, I'm here. So, okay, I, are you having a good day? Yeah, I'm having a good day. So those sort of questions get them saying yes early on. So you might want to start with that and test that out in, in part of your strategy. And the second thing we haven't talked about is conversion to completion time ratio. So you might find that you're on site, you book a job, you give them a quote, they say, yes, let's get it done in a week. And then three days later, they call up and go, hey, we've got a second quote, and we're not gonna go ahead with it. You had that, yeah, hands up, That's that happens. You might even get it so short that you're like, hey, well, um, yeah, let's get it done tomorrow. And then they call up in the afternoon and say, hey, I'm just, I'm gonna wait. We'll get it done another time and it's a switchboard upgrade or something great like that. So we want to make sure that we minimize the time. Kirk talks about the analogy of when you're waiting in a shopping line um, and you it wouldn't be me because I don't eat candy bars, but you pick up the candy bar and put it on the conveyor belt while you're waiting. And then if the person takes too long, your conscience kicks in and goes, hmm, I don't really want the candy bar. You know, it's probably not good for me. And uh, you put the candy bar back because you've had too much time to think about it. So what we want to do is make sure that we uh, do all of the things we talked about, which is minimi minimizing the chance of them actually feeling like it's not the right decision. Um, but you also want to get the job in as quick as possible. So doing it there and then on the job is very important. Uh, doing it as soon as possible is very important because the more time they have, the, the more time they have to think about it and that could lead to you losing that job. All right, before we move on to the other scenarios, which are gonna follow the same principles, and I'm gonna show you how it fits into pretty much anything. <clears throat> I'm just gonna get you guys to put your hand up if you have anything to say or any questions. I'm gonna quickly have a look at your uh, chat box here. Um, put your hands up, I'm looking at the screen if you wanna jump in. And there are zero, zero, there is zero hands up. What is that, Kirk? I don't even know. What, what is this? Is that a hand up? No, he's just, he's just having fun. All right, cool. Uh, I'm going to read Nick's uh, question. Is a customer service rep <clears throat> asking all these questions? If so, how do they do that in an, uh, as a non-electrician. Yeah, so that's our uh, VAs do answer a lot of questions, ask a lot of questions and they do get in position of power to a point. Um, so they might ask if it's a lost power job, they know the questions to ask because it's part of our system. They know to ask, have you pulled all the power point? Have you pulled all the plugs out? Have you reset this? Have you done that? It doesn't matter what the questions are. The questions just result in the customer feeling like this person knows what they're talking about. Um, hope that example gives a good one. 
uh, do the VAs read off the script? They don't because they know the questions to ask. So you, you don't want a script, you just want questions. So make sure the questions are generic so that they can be answered. You know, it could be, like I said before, do you know if you, your home is three phase or single phase? They, they might say, I, I don't actually know. So that's okay. Our electrician can check that when they come out. Right, so it doesn't mean anything. It's not going to really affect the job when they just want to get a new PowerPoint installed, but it does put them in a position where they're like, "Oh, this person's asking questions, and you know, I don't really know what I'm talking about." So uh, it gets to a point with our VA, so where they it's a bit too advanced for them. They might be asking about consumer mains, or they might be asking certain questions about things they don't understand. That's when they'll put it into uh, Kirk or Mitch or whoever's. Uh, doing the management in doing uh, into their asana and then they'll follow that up uh, as soon as they can and then they would go into this same conversation okay drink break you guys have a drink too go drink at home ready three two one cool all right moving on So, I'm going to close this so it's out of the way. <clears throat> now, a couple of, couple of tips, guys, uh, on different things. So, if you get an email or if you get uh, a message on Facebook or a message in your chat widget on your website or whatever, uh, if it's conversion on your website, hopefully you've got some form of uh, phone call capture technology, like a, a field that says put your phone number in here. You want to be able to call these people and email and texting and messaging on Facebook. You're not going to be able to do these things over that modality. So the first thing you want to do when someone asks you a question, our instant response, our VAs respond with is, yes, we can help you with that. Thank you so much for reaching out. What's your phone number? And we'll call you right away. So the point of all of that, and you can see this is our step number one in our funnel. Step number one is to get this person's phone number because if we don't have the phone number and we try and have this conversation via text message or Facebook messenger or email, you're going to not, they're just going to see it for what it is and you're not going to be, able, or first, or you're going to spend like 30 minutes writing a fucking humongous email and they're not going to actually read it because no one likes to read emails. So I don't. Anyway. Um, so get their phone number, call them up, then you can get in position of power with them. They can feel your energy. They can reciprocate. Uh, they can they can build a rapport with you. You can show them you're the only one to use. Um, because coming back quickly as well to your phone calls, if, if you don't provide options when this person is looking for options, what are they going to do? They're going to go and get an option from somewhere else. So that's another thing that you'll pick up. You'll go, this person wants options. Then you be the person, yes and yes. You be the person that provides them with option number one, number two, and number three. Don't let them go out. Give them three prices. Give them three options with three different prices instead of them having to go get three different quotes with three different companies. Save them the time and show them that you're the only one to use by providing them three options, three prices. Right. Um, jumping into so that one so whenever you get an email first step get their phone number then it falls into the phone call to job conversion 
funnel for us. Uh, yours might be slightly different, but that's what we do. Um, when booking a meeting with a high value client, well, when, whenever you book a meeting with a high value client, uh, you want to make sure that you get into the same level of rapport and you want to make sure that you're using these same principles to get this meeting booked. So some of the some of the jobs and clients that we've had for years is have come from me phoning up and saying, hey, I'm just in the area. Uh, I'll, I'll, I can drop in, if, if you've got a property manager there, I can drop in now or I can drop in, in in about an hour and a half. What would be better to drop in? When would be a better time to drop in? And it's either now or an hour and a half. Um, instead of saying what time would be a good time to drop in, the answer will always be don't drop in and don't want you to drop in. But if you give them two options, a yes and yes, which involves you both times, you could even say, I'm in the area for the next two hours, so I can drop in within the next two hours, or I'm back next Monday. What would be better for you? Those sort of phone calls, you know, or even solutions, yes and yes solution, you'll, you'll notice when you start using them, even at home, you'll start to see that a yes and yes solution will work so well, even with family members. Um, to get what you want. The, the analogy I gave uh, Ricky the other day was when you've, when you've got, say if you, you don't want to give an option to be not an option. So for you guys, when you're trying to convert a quote to a job, you don't want it to be an option to not do the job. So what we want to do is, uh, if you, like with the, the analogy I gave was, you've got kids in the playroom and you want them to clean up the mess in the playroom. You wouldn't say, hey kids, can you, well, you might say this, but you might want to go, can you clean up the mess in the playroom? Or you don't, or you don't have to. Or secondly, can you clean up the mess in the playroom? They'll probably say, don't want to clean up the mess. And that's the same as same thing that you, your customers are saying all the time. But if you give the kids two options, guys, can you clean up the playroom now? Otherwise, you can keep playing for a minute and then you can do it in a minute's time. This is the one I use all the time. So it's either you get cleaned up now or you clean up in a minute. And they always choose I'll clean up in a minute. But they always clean up. And that's something that you can start to test out for everything. And you can start to... Um, in all aspects of life, you can use that yes and yes solution. It's really powerful. Um, all right, so I'm going to jump in. We've got 10 more minutes, guys. I want to jump in and ask you guys what you reckon and I'll, and some of your uh, challenges around this. And what I might do if, if uh, Joel's still around, if Joel's still around because he had some bunch of questions around this. No, it's just dropped off just then. Just as I said his name. Ah, just then. That's all right. I'm going to have a quick chat to Kirk and Mitch. How's it going, Kirk and Mitch? We're unmuted. Yeah. Howdy. How's it going? Good. We're battling some pretty poor internet, but we're still good. Uh, I was going to say that uh, yeah, when the, when the customer calls you, they're calling back with an agenda. So they're trying to get something out of you. 
and most of the time it's a price. So being aware that they're trying to extract something from you and knowing what they want, which is they want to know the price of the job. So if they call up and say, hey, how much does it put a ceiling fan in? And you just go, oh, yes, it's $195 plus our call-out fee. Then they've got exactly what they want in the first 10 seconds of the phone call. And then yeah. they're like, oh, cool, thanks. So it's about withholding the information that you know they want until you've got the upper hand in the situation and then you can deliver it. Yeah, that's really key. Yeah, knowing what, knowing what someone wants. Knowing, but by knowing what someone wants comes back to the questions that we said. But really good point, man. That's so true. They're calling up with the power position where they want something from you, and they're willing. They're pushing their way to try and get a price. Don't give them the price straight away. Go through those steps that we talked about. Is there anything else that you picked up on that that you think would be helpful for the guys? Uh, yeah, like with, with those questions, are always good. Um, I think like the single or three phase power is like maybe a bit too extreme, but always asking like, do you know if the circuit has an RCD on it? Like that's a question that you can ask every single person that rings up, which a lot of the time they'll be like, I don't know what you're talking about, which then gives you a position of power. Plus you've already broken down the ice with the RCD. So then when you get to site, when you say the word RCD, they're like, oh, you mentioned this on the phone, right? Okay, now like it's obviously an important thing. Good so I would just reinforce that. And I guess the biggest thing is that self-assessment. I don't think a lot of people actually reflect on the on how they've gone, and like especially with sales calls. So every time you answer the phone, it's an it's an opportunity to sell your business and your service. And if you look at it that way, and you assess every phone call like after the fact, and then you go what areas of, where did I do well and where did I, where could I have improved? Then you, your, your growth curve will just be extraordinary. Yeah. You'll be prompting yourself to try new things and find the right sort of words and scripts that work for you as a person, as well as that keep the work with your customer base. Because everyone and everyone's business is going to be different. Yep. Yeah, really good point, man. And I think just on that as well, um, making sure that when you get off the phone, you blame yourself for it not going the way. But too many people will go, it's the customer, the customer wanted this or customer wanted that. No, it has to be your fault. It's your fault you didn't get the sale. <laughs> it is. It is. One more thing on that. Being honest out there, then, you know, it's your fault. One more thing on that is like, Hopefully everyone in, in this group is charging a premium rate because they deliver a premium service. And as part of that premium service is they get the premium salesperson. So it doesn't matter so much if people want to like look around for the dodgiest, like cheapest air tasker price around there. Like you're going to get people like that. But what you want to commit to yourself and to your, to your own personal goals is that there's no, no one else they're going to call that is going to outsell you on the phone. So they, they could call someone else and they could be Joe Bloggs and they could go, yeah, my ceiling fan price is 100 bucks. I'll do it for you tomorrow. Like, there's no salesmanship in that. They're simply going with the cheapest price. But if you deliver all this value through your actual sales talk, then you've, you've exceeded that standard and, and, and put yourself in a position to charge a premium price. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, hopefully you guys are all charging enough like i just need to make sure that you guys 
are charging enough. And when you get good at this sales method, then you're going to be able to charge the top rate because they won't even go to a second place. If you're on Google and you're getting a job, you get the job. If they're on Facebook and you get the job through there, when you're the only person to use, you're the only person to use. And so, and you know that and you have to know that. And it's when you, when they sense in your voice that you're not quite sure about yourself and your own price, they'll pick up on that. So make sure that you are confident and you deliver it with a high level of, you know, accuracy and you confidence they'll pick up like, this is the only person I need to call. This person knows exactly what I'm talking about. They know, what I, they know everything about me. That's what, that's how we want them to feel. If you want to dive more into this topic as well, how to win friends and influence people is great to get you to understand um, how to get into that position of power that we're talking about today. You about to say something? Oh, yeah, I'll also recommend like, if we're charging a premium rate, we're delivering a premium service, there's plenty of salespeople out there that sell premium products. So look at what they do, right? As opposed to what the standard sort of salesperson do. So look at a luxury car dealership. The people that sell high-end cars are so much better at what they do than the people down the used car salesman trying to like flog like rusty old bombs, yeah? There's a reason why they work with the high-end products because they do it better. So like, put yourself in a position to actually experience something like that and then see what they do really well and, and duplicate that into your own business. Yeah. Yeah. Always looking, always looking for other businesses that do a, a method or a, a process well and extract that and try and use it in your own business. Like you have to, you have to be doing do you want to share your, share your ticket story about the concert tickets. <laughs> oh man, I'm sure everyone knows I got fucking ripped off um, by Via Gogo when I bought M&M tickets. So I got online and I was so impressed actually. I was really impressed by the sales, salesmanship of this automation, automated sales process they got me into. But anyway, my wife came back from training and she's like, oh, M&M goes on pre-sale today. I was like, oh bullshit, really, today? And I jumped on and I was like, M&M tickets, Perth, whatever. Comes up, top ad via go go right first in i'm like boom i'm in there and first thing comes up there's only one percent left i'm like fuck only one percent gotta hurry up and then there's a timer going on um and you gotta you gotta complete your thing by one percent or your tickets are released or whatever um so there's a lot of pressure i had a lot of anxiety in that moment trying to get this one percent left of tickets um and end up buying these tickets with which were like the just the front of stage mosh pit tickets. And, um, you know, I got into that, into that process and um, ended up buying them at a premium rate. And the only reason I found out that it wasn't actually legit tickets was because I walked into the office in the morning. I was going, we're going to M&M. And like, you didn't get on via GoGo, did you? I was like, yeah. Why? And it ended up being... Um, a bit of a scam. So I don't know how it really relates to this, but I was impressed with a couple of things. I was, I was impressed with the way that they used time in, to get me to make a decision. I was really impressed with that. I was really impressed with like how, how genuine the whole process was. And 
if I didn't find out how much it was, I probably wouldn't have felt so bad. But I ended up paying like five times more than what they were worth. The same tickets, the exact same tickets, which again, like I would like to emphasize electricians A isn't the same as electrician B. Like there's so many factors to go into what your value is as, as an electrical business. I don't want you to feel like the reason I felt ripped off is because I knew exactly ticket mosh pit front of stage was exactly the same as a, another ticket bought on ticket tech, exactly the same. Someone buying your service over another electrical service can't compare. It's not, it's not apples for apples like that was. So don't feel like your price being higher than some other electrician is, is puts you into that same space um but yeah guys i just wanted to um come back to the the principles again i just want to recap on what we've talked about today um if there's anyone else that's wants to have a quick chat today um just unmute your mic and say hey um but otherwise because if you're here but otherwise i'm just going to run through and recap what we've been talking about hey alan so, yeah. Mate, I just uh, want to share something I found. Everybody's probably already doing it already because I'm a bit slow to catch up. But one thing I found to works really well converting quotes um, is um, I um, automate a follow-up uh, email like two days after the uh, quote has been sent. So I send a quote and then I usually follow up with a phone call on the same day. If I haven't heard from them the, uh, the next day, um, I'll give them a call. Uh, and then to, the day after that, I automate an email to them. And that email, I, I just, you know, hey, you haven't heard, we haven't heard from you, you know, anything you want to talk about, you know, that kind of email, automated email. And it just seems to um, get the jobs over the line. It's probably from, like one of the easiest things I've done that's uh, helped us get more quotes over the line. Yeah, it's definitely, and what we're going to do next week is something called the web. Um, and it's the multiple modalities of contact with a customer. So you you do the phone call. If they don't answer a phone call, you want to email, you want a text message, you want to get them in every possible way that you can uh, because someone's preference will be whatever it is. And it doesn't feel like you're harassing them. If someone's calling every single time, it could seem like a bit of a like a yeah. harassment, but if it's coming from different directions, then it's you know it's counted as one each, so it's not so bad. Yeah. But we're going to be covering that next week, so that's we're going to go straight. We're going to go into our, our workflow in terms of from the very first contact all the way through to getting the job converted in terms of quote conversions, because it's obviously a longer thing. Today was more about getting those sales funnel fast conversions uh, we're going to talk about long form next week uh, next fortnight um but yeah that's that's going to be good but yeah thanks no, for sharing, man that's definitely that's definitely a good point and um looking forward to talking about that next time with kirk right, catch that. Cool. Cool. all right so um just to finish up guys uh just to recap so make sure it doesn't matter if it's a you know, you're calling to get a follow-up for a quote. Uh, if you're booking in a meeting with a high-value client, um, if you are 
doing a phone call, receiving a phone call from a person getting an inquiry. We want to know what our sales funnel is. That's step number one. Uh, then we want to make sure that we are using tone matching right from the start. If they're excited, be excited. If they're worried, be worried. Then we want to ask a lot of questions to build a rapport with the customer. We want to get to the point where you feel like you've asked so many questions. They, you, you'll hear the tone in their voice change. You'll know. You'll get to that point where it's like they know that I know so much about what they want. They know that I fully understand the situation, the job, and what they need. Uh, and then at that point, we thank the customer and we change gears. And when we change gears, we move into the thank you so much for sharing. What I'm going to do is make a customer, like a, I'm, with all that information, I'm going to be able to view the solution that you're looking for, best suits your needs. No other company is going to do that for them. Uh, then you can f hang up the phone call or you can go straight to conversion if it's something small. So you might want to say, uh, when we hoping to get this done? Um, and you, you wouldn't believe this, let's get it in on this day. Um, these are the two options, this yes and yes solutions. So make sure we're talking about that as well. Remember power positioning. Uh, you want to be in a position of power before you give any recommendations. If you don't feel like you're there, do what I said, take the information away, call back, ask more questions, get into that position of power before you make any recommendations. And it won't take you long and you'll get really good at it. I want to make sure you guys are constantly hanging up the phone and going, how could have I done that better? That's what's going to make you into a pro. Like you, you'll get really good at it if you're doing that every single call. And make sure you're blaming yourself. Like it's not a bad thing. It's just, just know that if they didn't go with you, it's something that didn't go right in that call. So let's try and figure it out uh, what it was and get better at that. Um, so the other thing is make sure let's get it in nice and quick with the conversion and completion time ratio that we talked about and get the yeses in early. So there's a bunch of strategies you can start testing there in terms of conversions, guys. Um, and if you've got any other questions, you can always message me. So just reach out and shoot me a message. All right, we've only got a couple of guys today um, in our for our breakout rooms. What I'm thinking we might do is just open it all up as a big group. Hold on a second. Let's see if I've got my headphones over here. My earphones about to go flat. Bit of a group Q&A, guys. All right, so if everyone that can join in right now, let's just do a big breakout room. Just unmute your mics. Let's have a bit of a chat as a group. We'll just do a quick 10-minute chat instead of big breakout rooms today. <clears throat> All right, so Q&As, guys, with what we talked about today. Has anyone got anything to say? Any questions to ask? Is my, is my headphone working? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure if it went flat or not. Cool. Yeah, sitting. Can you hear me, Greg? Yeah, hey, Andrew. How are you, man? Good, man. Sorry, I was listening on the way home from work. Finally got home. Switched sweet. over to the computer. Yeah, sweet. <laughs> Scarlo, to... Alan there. If you know it, that's all cool. What's up, man? 
Oh, I just wrote, shared a little thing um, about asking questions in the chat box before. Um, but yeah, basically it was, it was just a Facebook message and the first question they asked was how much for yeah. A, B, C, D. And yeah. I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't buy it. I just sort of asked a few questions. Oh yeah, what are you looking at getting done? Where do you want it, you know, installed? Are you supplying yeah. it? Do you want me to supply it? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Got all the answers and then within five minutes had the job booked in and the deposit paid. So yeah, happy days. Yeah, perfect. Good one, man. And you can see how if you provided them with the price, they probably would have jumped and gone and got other prices or gone and posted that price because they had no rapport to you and you hadn't put in any effort anyway for them. So, you know what I mean? And that's something I've learned. You know, usually the clients that, or the potential clients that sort of the first thing they say is how much they're, they're looking for the cheapest price. But if you can sort of like you explain this whole session, put them on the back foot or, you know, get your position of power as in our interest, yeah, you'll convert them more, more often. Yeah. Cool. Are you a, have you got a strobe on at your house? Uh, it's actually the telly. <laughs> is that better? Yeah, no, it's just funny because it's going like green, blue, pink, red, green. <laughs> yeah, no, just kicking back, telly was on. So. No, that's cool, man. I, just... I noticed it the minute you said it too. That's <laughs> uh, all good. So, so um, is any of those ones like I talked about being helpful for you? Like what's, and, and you, Lee, who's also here with us right now, um, any of those ones that we talked about in terms of tone matching, uh, power positioning, empathy at the start of a phone call, shifting gears? Yeah, absolutely. Like, um, obviously, oh, 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 sorry, I didn't mean to bump, jump in yeah, then. That's good. Um, I found, uh, yeah, definitely talking, um, asking questions. And then that way, you know, I found that I can, you know, pick their tone and, um, just find out as much information as I can from them in a way that I can sort of break down some barriers, become more friendly with them. And, um, you know, like the jobs that we want, we've not, we got quite a high conversion, you know, simply by listening and uh, engaging with them. So yeah, that works well for us. And it's something, um, you know, definitely going to more consciously work on to try and improve. Yeah. I think the biggest thing that people need to understand is, and when a phone call doesn't go to a job, is you've probably, there's been that awkward moment where there's a bit of silence. You know the one I'm talking about? And there's also, there's the, you know, you've given them an option to say no. So yeah. it's like, um, we can do that on Thursday if you want. Or we can do that on Monday if you want. Or we can go ahead with that one if you want. You know, that all of those sort of things just it gives them the option to say no and they probably will. So you'll find if you if you remove that option and if if there's one thing that you ask yourself at the end of every phone call is did I give them a yes no opportunity that every phone call you lose and we count it as a loss, non conversion, if they don't book a job, then because it's easy to like praise ourselves and go, no, I'm, I'm doing everything right. I'm trying my hardest, but we, we still, at this point, we want to be looking at it and going, I could have done better. What, what can I do better? But one thing I've 
definitely recommend you you ask yourself at the end was was there an awkward silence and did I give a yes no opportunity? Because if there was a yes no opportunity in there and they and there was they chose no, or that oh, I just got to ask a friend next time we want to go into it and we want to make sure we've got two answers that both result two or three answers that always result in you doing the job, not anyone else. But you'll start to be able to read a customer and you'll be able to go like this person wants options or they're calling up to get a couple of quotes and give them a couple of quotes that all are you, you know, this is the, this is the expensive option is by highest quality is a, middle of the rain option and here's the cheapest option but i wouldn't recommend that one because you know it's just not going to last and you know most people would probably only charge you that or you know you can really when you've got that rapport with someone then you can start to provide these sort of suggestions and stuff but yeah give them the options if that's what they're looking for but then you get the customers that are just calling up to go just need the job done and you know that and you can hear it in their tone you still want to build the rapport and you still want them to feel really confident about you and, and what you're going to provide for them. Sound good? Sounds good. Cool. Anything else that we can have a quick chat about before we go? Hey, Greg. Yeah, man. Alan, how's it going? This is Alan. I can't, I've just got the, uh, my iPad rocking the uh, Zoom, so I've got to go into settings to start the video or something, but I'm... Um, I, I'm sorry, I've been rushing around. I'm just heading away to the airport in a second, but I've been listening in. Um, my question is, with your, um, just sort of curiosity response, do you have someone like uh, Kirk taking all those kind of calls, or do you actually have your VA answering those calls? Uh, so it can, so our phone uh, system, it will go into our um, phone system. Then it gets pushed out to three people, Kirk, or yeah, three people, Kirk or our management. Mitch is helping out management as well at the moment. Um, there's Maria and there's Mel. So they're the three people it goes to. It doesn't, they're, they're all very good at converting. Kirk will convert most of the time. And the ones that Maria and Mel don't convert, it will usually go to Kirk and then he will convert. So you can see our funnel there though if I was to draw it out is if it lands on Kirk, it's likely to go straight to job. If it lands on Maria or Mel, it goes to a, a certain level of competency um, yeah. where they can answer it and they will convert it to a job, but they're very good at when they, because at, at any time, and this is what VAs do really poorly actually, and people that even new managers and all this sort of stuff, if at any time they sense that you don't know what you're doing, or don't know what you're talking about, they'll jump ship. They'll go, no, nah, don't even want to talk to your manager. You didn't know what you're talking about, even a VA. So it's, we've got to be very careful there. So, yeah, yep. no problem. I've got, a, I've got a VA in place, and there's actually there's probably two or three of them that actually answer my calls. So I'm getting very, like, I, I can, the calls are recorded, so I've been listening to the calls, and they're not handling them very well. And I mean, I've relayed what you've said, you know, have empathy with the, the clients are be be happy with them, you know, if they're excited about something, but they're really just dull, set tone, and they're yeah. stuck. In it. So I think maybe it's up to me to kind of shop around and find somebody else that's willing to. Yeah, one person, 
one yeah. person you can train. It's like you don't want to. I'm not a fan of subcontractors either because you can't really mold them into what they need to be to be the optimal person for your business. So yeah. one VA or one admin person and train them to be able to do it well. Um, so my girls are really good that they can. Uh, at, they'll ask the questions really upfront with a lot of confidence. Like, thanks for calling. How can we help? Oh yeah, thank you so much for that. Da, 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 da. Now tell me these questions. Boom, 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 boom. Answer these. Done, 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 done. All right, cool. Thanks for sharing that. What I'm going to do is I'm going to put this over to Kirk because Kirk's going to be able to give you the best possible solution for your needs. See how instead of it like going to the quote section, yeah. they'll get it to a point where it's like I'm not going to be able to handle this. But they don't show them that. Yeah. All they show them is I'm I'm going to put this over to Kirk because he's going to provide you the best solution possible. Um, he'll give you a call back in the next 10 minutes or whatever it is. Yeah. Just on another note, would it, yep. you mentioned, are they actually in-house or are they overseas? Both uh, Mel and Maria are UK expats living in Thailand. So how does that, do they actually ever have an instance where they've got to, do they ever call the clients? Because one thing I would know or what worried or wondered about was phone numbers that if they've got to call, do they call via VoIP or something like yeah. that? Or? Yep, so we've got a VoIP system. So they've got Cisco phones are posted to them. And, yeah. and when they call us from an 08 number. Ah, okay, so, yeah, that's what that's yeah. So yours would be an 02 number in Sydney. Yeah. So yeah. they call up and it's they, they wouldn't know. Like no one in Perth ever knows unless it's raining and someone goes, how's this weather? It's pretty bad. She goes, not where I am. Like they, <laughs> they're, they're honest about it. They tell them that they're in Thailand and whatever, but. And it blows people's minds because they sound like they're in Perth and the line's clear and they're UK expats, like native English speaking people. So, yeah. yeah. No, that's awesome. No worries. Yeah. I've got a Thanks for that, Greg. Awesome. Cool. Cool. All good. All right, guys. We're going to call that a wrap and thanks for joining us. And um, yeah, we'll catch you in two weeks' time. We're going to cover the web in the next session, which is our longer form. So, say if it doesn't doesn't go through on that point or if you have to go out and do a quote and we've got to actually do up a quote like construction and project stuff then there's a follow-up um workflow that we do and we're going to share that with you in, in the next one so it's going to be good looking forward to that until then catch you guys later see you greg see you man